is up, everybody? Welcome to the show, Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Um, part of our Formula One special weekend for the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, just uh, watched the qualifying session, which was actually quite exciting. Um, I'll go through uh, the results first, and then we will. Um, uh, then I'll kind of talk through a bit of what kind of what went on. So, if we <coughs> Kind of what I I got, kind of predicted it pretty close. Really, the only big shock was that um, Charles Leclerc actually went out in the first round of the qualifying. So in Q one, which was a big shock. So we'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, so yeah, qualifying results for the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, Lewis Hamilton on pole with a one minute ten point one six six. Bottas. P2 with a 1 minute 10.252, so like super close between them. Verstappen P3, um, Vettel P4, he actually did quite well to get to that because he had issues in the third practice session, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Pierre Gasly fifth, um, but he actually has been demoted three places because he held up uh, Roman Grosjean in uh, the second part of the qualifying session. Um, then you got Kevin Magnussen sixth. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Daniel Ricciardo seventh. Great job from him. Uh, Kvyat in eighth. Um, Carlos Sainz in ninth, and Alexander Albon tenth. Um, <coughs> and then from P11 down, you've got Nico Hockenberg for the Renault, Lando Norris for McLaren, Grosjean for the Haas. Like he should have probably been up in top ten. Um, so I'm drinking tea. Uh, what have we got then? Uh, Raikkonen 14th, Giovinazzi 15th, then Leclerc 15th, uh, 16th, Sergio Perez 17th, Lance Stroll uh, 18th, then George Russell 19th, and Robert Kubica 20th. So he's still continuing to out-qualify Kubica, George Russell there, so he's doing about as well as he can do. So good on him. So yeah, let's... um. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's just talk quickly. So in the third practice session, so this is about two hours before the qualifying starts, they have their final practice session, which is an hour long. Um, that's when the teams really start to start pushing more for their kind of quali lap and preparation for that, really, and you know, really exploring where the grip is and all that kind of stuff. So about, I don't know, 10 minutes in, Vettel locks up at turn one and goes straight into the barrier, fucks up his front left suspension car gets craned out and just left there basically because it's so tight and they can't get the car back until the session's over so that was the end of his practice session um and uh, a lot of cars have been going off at turn one because they've been struggling with tire temperature and brake temperatures trying to get that in the sweet spot so and you know that first turn is the first time you're really gonna stamp on those brakes and <laughs> looking for front end grip and he didn't have either so a bit of a shame for him but that put him massively on the back foot so yeah kind of sucked for, for Vettel on that one so um, but you know he did really well to get back to um, to qualify fourth I mean that was actually people are a bit critical of him it's like oh you know he kept he made a few mistakes and he was just really pushing that car but you have to take into account that he did lose some preparation time because of that initial mistake in the third practice session so for him to get it up onto p4 was pretty impressive i mean he could only really have got 
P3. So he's, I mean, he's still in the second row. So I think he did a really good job to, to manage that. It was actually quite impressive, um, considering he was slightly underprepared. Um, so, yeah, well done to Vettel on that one. But then, I mean, at the end of the third practice session, Leclerc actually qualified, was actually not qualified. He he finished that third practice session on the top of the top of the... Um, I'll just flick to that over now quickly. He he was, um, yeah, 1 minute 11.2, so quicker than both Mercedes and stuff. So he put in a really good lap. So he had the pace in the car to um, to get, well, I mean, who knows? I mean, he could have, he might not have troubled the Mercedes, but he could have, well, he should have been really P3 or P4 easily, really. So, yeah, that was just amazing. So what happened was, he came into the pits about halfway through, well not halfway through, so about five or six minutes to go in the second qualifying um, round, and no, the first qualifying round, sorry, and he missed coming into the Weybridge, so I think I talked about this before, so they'll randomly bring in cars when they come into the pits to stop off on this Weybridge because they want to weigh the car to make sure they're not running it legally, so too light. Um, and it's completely random when it happens and there's a stop sign and a number on it that comes up and you see that and then you pull in and get weighed. But he missed that, went into his pit stop, but luckily the mechanics realised and they wheeled him straight back in, um, pushed him back to the weigh bridge and he got weighed. So that was all fine. Because um, as long as you do that and you don't change the, t- the tyres or anything, then you're fine. But um, obviously Gasly, he did the same thing a couple of races ago and he actually, they changed the tyres before they realised and then he got, um, he had to start from the pits. So it's a big mistake if you if you do make it. So he, luckily that was okay for Leclerc, but he had a bit of a scruffy lap to get his time and they Ferrari thought he had a quick enough time, even though they had more, enough time to send him out again. They easily did. They could have sent him out and he could have got a couple of quick lap, more quick, more quick laps in. But for, for whatever fucking reason, they didn't send him out. Like, massive strategic error, again, from Ferrari. He even asked them, are you sure that's quick enough? Shouldn't I go out again? And they're like, no, you'll be fine. We should be okay. And <laughs> the track evolved and the other drivers started putting him some quick laps. And boom, he was out. And by the time I think they realised he was going to go out, there was no time for him to get round and get a lap in. So, <coughs> yeah, so he ended up finishing 17th in the end. But then, oh no, it was 16th, yeah, because um, Giovinazzi got... Oh, actually, he'll probably start 15th because Giovinazzi was dropped three places because he also held someone up. Um, so you get a three-place penalty for that if you hold someone up during qualifying. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a massive fuck up from Ferrari yet again. I mean, maybe because their head was all in trying to get Vettel out for the quali session. But that was long gone by then. And Vettel actually went out later than Leclerc once Leclerc had come in. Vettel came in, um, changed his tyres and went out again. And that's when he got his quick lap in. Um, actually put it on um, P1 in the end of Q1, actually. Got in a really quick time. So... Um, <laughs> so yeah it was um just unbelievable and Leclerc even though he's a really nice seems a really really cool guy a really nice guy very calm and collected and not too emotional um he uh he was pissed off <laughs> he was probably pissed off even though, even though he's like he's this like young rookie in first year in, in Ferrari he was 
pissed off. So I, I just can't believe, like it was obvious that he had to go out again. He, like he, so he was sitting in like 12th or 13th once he, even when he came in. So he was low down and it was like, well, clearly the track's getting quicker and people are putting in quick times and it's just unbelievable. So, and, and like Monaco, you just cannot pass. Even if your car's a hell of a lot quicker, you you can't really pass. And he actually came out afterwards in an interview and he said, look, I'm just going to have to just go for it and maybe risk crashing because it's the only way you're going to really ever get past on this, this lap. So, um, yeah, so it's going to suck for him. I mean, there's talk, 60% chance of it raining tomorrow, which will be quite exciting if that happens. It'll make the race quite cool. So he's in with a shot if that happens, I guess. Maybe there's a safety car and he gets lucky with the pit stops and... You know, so it's going to be, yeah, a tough race for him. And it's his home Grand Prix because he's from, he, he grew up and was born in Monaco. So he's, um, yeah, a real shame for him. But, you know, Monaco can be a very frustrating place. You can be super frustrated or you can be super happy there. And it, it can just literally be a split second when that can change. So, yeah, so shame for him. Um, but other than that, I mean, Vettel did great for Ferrari to get into P4, like I was saying. I mean, considering he was underprepared and lost all of the third practice session, he did a great job to get there. So props to him. Um, let's see. I mean, uh, the Toro Rosso's both did really good as well. An, an eighth and a tenth for them. Um, so really good job for them. Um, Albon is continuing to impress for Toro Rosso. So he's he's one to watch for the future for sure. Um, I can see him being a future Red Bull driver with Verstappen. I just don't think Gasly can cut it. I don't know what it is. There's just something. <coughs> I don't know. I don't need. I, yeah, I don't know. I think someone like Albon is gonna. He's like a Verstappen, I think, but calmer. I think he's got the talent of Verstappen, but just um, a bit less. Um, I don't know what the word is, feisty, I suppose, but maybe you need that feistiness to become a world champion. So Gasly, I think he's struggled to get the hang of the car and he's starting to get it now. And I mean, he's, where did he, I mean, he qualified fifth. So he was a 111.041 and Verstappen was a 110.641. So yeah, I mean, that's quite a big gap to your teammate, but it is Verstappen, so he is ridiculously fast. So but I guarantee if, if Ricardo was in the car with him, he probably would have been on pole. You know, so um, just such is the the quality of Ricardo. So you know that's something that Red Bull are going to have to deal with. That they're not going to quite get the results that they would have had if Ricardo was in the car with him, with Van Verstappen. You know, so um, so yeah, Gasly's under pressure. He's under pressure. He's got to pick it up a bit. I mean, I know it's not easy. God, I mean, I couldn't fucking do it. But it's. Um, it's such a difficult sport and it's so competitive and in your when you're in a team like Red Bull, they demand so much from a driver that you just can't you've gotta be performing straight away. Hang on, something's beeping. Give me a sec. Right, sorted. I tell you what, melee washing machines are awesome. They're fucking great, but they they like to beep a lot. They like to tell you what's going on. So anyway, my washing's done. It's a chores day for me today. A bit rainy in Sydney, overcast and rainy. So um, we're staying in, um, cleaning the house, a bit of cooking. Oh, by the way, my Japanese-inspired dinner last night was exceptionally good. My curry sauce turned out 
pretty well. Initially, it wasn't that great, but I managed to fix it a bit. It wasn't. It was all right. Pretty good. Um, this beautiful bit of beef, like sirloin, that I kind of breadcrumbed, like a panko Japanese breadcrumb, and then fried that and sliced that up, and then rice and curry sauce and sixty-three degree eggs with it, and oh, and like shredded cabbage, and a, with a really nice kind of Japanese inspired vinaigrette tossed through the cabbage. It's like a sort of almost like using like uh, miso and not miso, um, like mirin kind of vinaigrette base. So it was actually really tasty. Anyway, it was good. <coughs> Excuse me. So, where the fuck was I? Um, what was I talking about? This is the problem when you're doing by yourself and then you get sidetracked by food or washing machines and then you forget what the fuck you're talking about. So anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, Red Bull, Gasly. I mean, I hope he gets it together and gets some good results, but he's got to start coming up to Verstappen's level because that's what they're going to judge him on. And that's everyone's going to judge him on that. And that sucks because Verstappen's a fucking just lightning. So you've got to, yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about, for me, I mean, I'll talk about Bottas and Hamilton in a bit, but Ricardo for Renault, I called this yesterday, if you would remember. Um, if I was saying if the Renault got into the top 10, they could get a pretty good result. And he got a P7, but he's actually going to start P6 because Gasly's been... Um, demoted and that's actually another thing to talk about with Gasly he he was kind of dawdling in the second sector um, just past just through the casino section um, and Grosjean was on a really quick lap um, this was in Q2 this happened in the second part of the qualifying session and Gasly was just dawdling around the lap I don't know why he was going so slow where he was it didn't make much sense because I don't know, it just seemed weird. Anyway, he was he and he stayed he was on the racing line and going slow, which in Monaco I don't think you can really get away with that because it's always so busy and there's always loads of traffic around there. So you've got to be really wary of other cars on fast laps. The main issue was is his team <laughs> didn't tell him that Grosjean was coming up behind him super fast. And with where he was on the track at the time, there was no way he could see in his mirrors that someone was coming up behind him because he was just past the corner. So, And it, this is a corner where the cars come round doing 150 kilometres an hour or something. Like, it's fucking quick. So, yeah, I mean, Grosjean had to... He came around this blind corner, then there's fucking Gasly dawdling along like a fucking grandma on a Sunday afternoon and on the racing line as well and so Grosjean just had to stamp on the brakes locked up both his tires it was about two inches from going in the back of him Gasly noticed and then sped up so basically ruined Grosjean's lap and this was a lap he really needed to get through because you know this was at the point where the track was really evolving and and that um I think that cost Grosjean a top 10 spot which sucks for him because obviously um, Magnussen qualified sixth and I think Grosjean could have been up there with him in seventh or something. So, um, so that sucked, and that was yeah. It's a combination of Gasly not being completely aware, I think, of what he was doing. He just maybe just wasn't thinking, and then his team should have told him get off the fucking racing line. Uh, Grosjean's coming up behind you because there was a perfect spot for him to do that. He could have pulled over to the very right hand side and would have given. Grosjean's space to get through um, quite nicely but he 
Yeah, he didn't. So <laughs> it cost him three places. So yeah, that puts him from fifth down to eighth. I think yeah, one, two, one, two, three. Yeah. So obviously that's a great bump for Magnus and Mercado and Kvyat. So you know, so that's cost him a potential top five finish because you know you can't pass on this on on around around this circuit. So. Yeah, a bit of a fuck up for him, really. But I guess the team might take the blame for that because they should have told him. But I think it's probably 60% the team's fault, 40% his fault, because he just shouldn't have been driving that slowly on the racing line, basically. So, yeah. And I know it's very easy to say this in retrospect because I'm, you know, I'm not there, but, <coughs> and I'm not in the car. So, I mean, I get in the car and stall it straight away, so I can't really talk, let alone take it around a corner doing. 160 kilometers an hour around the fucking blind bend through the tunnel or something in Monaco. <laughs> but anyway, there we go. So that was a bit of a shame in that sense. Um, but yeah, so let's just talk about where was I, Ricardo? So he <laughs> did really well. Well, 111 2 he got in the end, um, which if you look at Hulkenberg, 111 6 for him in Q2, so almost half a second quicker. Than his teammate and obviously you know it will be a bit different because the tractors evolve a bit and people were putting in quicker times but that's a great result for him and considering where they were in q2 and everyone was criticizing him in um practice two um that's a really good result for renault and fair play to them they're you know only just behind red bull in terms of speed so I mean that's great, yeah, really good result for him. So that's um, that's awesome. So <laughs> um, again, it just shows how good he is. And if he had a if he has a car that he can feel confident in, then he can get results from it. So that's what Renault really need to be pushing. And there's actually an article where he talks about how he he just put it all on the line, and he was actually really scared <laughs> because he they made a setup change for the end of Q2 into Q3 and put more front end on the car. So it's a bit bitier into the corners but it, it unbalances the car so the rear end is a little bit more slidey and kind of potential to snap on you um so he, he was right on the knife edge with that car but he, he did great i mean yeah fair play to him really really awesome so i'm a big fan of ricardo so after hamilton ricardo is my probably my next favorite driver so um yeah really good result for him so hopefully he can get a strong result tomorrow maybe make up a few places um, with some good strategy um, we'll see because we haven't really seen Renault and their strategy they seem to fuck it up a bit in the last few races so let's see if they can do a good job here so um, yeah Hassan have a, also a bit weak with strategy sometimes so it could be interesting this kind of battle 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th could be quite interesting um, well sorry 5th to 8th really yeah because obviously they're one place up because Gasly's down so um, I'm not sure they'll be able to catch Ferrari and Red Bull you know, in the top four, but I think that that fight for fifth is going to be really good. So that that's going to be good fun to watch that. And if it rains, then it's going to be even more exciting. So um, I reckon people to watch out for when it rains: Ricardo definitely, Verstappen definitely, Hamilton definitely, and Albon. I'm calling. So that's what I'm. <coughs> that's what I'm reckoning. So. Um, so let's just talk about um, Hamilton and Bottas. So <laughs> Bottas has kind of had the edge, kind of. I mean, the practice sessions, it was very close between him and Hamilton maybe just getting it. But in the qualifying, Bottas was um, 
had the edge over Hamilton. And um, it was very close, like, you know, a tenth of a second or something. Um, but in Q3, Bottas put in an incredible lap. It was a one minute 10.252, <laughs> which is amazing that they were wondering if they would get below a one minute 10, so into the one minute nines, but they're so close. I reckon next year they're going to manage it, but um, which would just be incredible. Fucking hell. Like, um, <laughs> apparently in all of uh, in Senna's races and years of racing he never went below a 1 minute 20 so that just shows you the progression they've made so it's just insane so around Monaco as well it's just ridiculous so um, yeah so Bartz's first lap was really incredible Hamilton had a really scruffy first lap or first go at, at, at the lap and didn't do too well um, probably I think Bartz was like a good 3 or 4 tenths up on him at least um, and then they came in and then went out for their second run. And um, <coughs> they actually did their warm-up lap a bit different for Hamilton. He, he just went, did one warm-up lap and then kind of went for it so to get his tyres and brakes in, in a better window. So whereas the one before, he did two warm-up laps. And, you know, so it's interesting to see the different strategies for that. So, but yeah, in his second lap, he just he was just on it. He was up in the first sector and second sector. In the third sector, he um, he almost lost it coming into Raskas, which is the last, kind of the last little corner. You've got Raskas and then Anthony Nogues. It's like that really tight part of the track right at the end. Um, almost like a hairpin kind of, but you kind of come in, turning left, and then it's a big right and then a right again. And it's all off camber and blah, blah, and curbs and walls and all sorts. It's hectic, but... He came out of Raskas and got a, he got a bit of understeer, slight lock of the brakes, a bit of understeer, then a snap of oversteer, right up against the barriers, and then, but managed to hold it together um, and take pole by half a tenth of a second. <laughs> it's just insane how close, how close it was. So, I'm really looking forward to actually watching that lap properly, like on board. Um, so I'm going to watch that hopefully I think if you follow Lewis Hamilton on Instagram or Mercedes AMG the F1 team on Instagram um, they've put the lap up in like two parts you just you know watch the first bit and then flick it across and watch the second bit so you can actually see that on board lap which is well worth watching and you'll see what I mean by that kind of tasty final sector where he's uh, <laughs> taking it a bit sideways um, so yeah and he was super fucking pumped to get that result like he was super pumped like because Bottas has had the last, I think, three pole positions. Um, I mean, Lewis has obviously won the last two races, but poles for Hamilton mean a lot. So, um, And pole here for him is huge, because this is only his second ever pole position in Monaco. So um, it's not his strongest track for pole positions. So, yeah, really, really impressive from him. Um, he kind of just stepped it up a notch, because Bottas was putting him under so much pressure. And it just shows how good Bottas is at the moment as well. Um to be pressuring Hamilton so much like they're just that those two are achieving kind of new levels of awesomeness at the moment and Verstappen is I think he's on the same level but his car just hasn't quite helping him out so he's still achieving you know getting incredible results from that car I mean beating Ferrari you know and by three tenths of a second I mean that's impressive very <laughs> excuse me very impressive from him so um, but actually, you know, considering Vettel's issues in from the third practice session, he should have probably been P3 and maybe fighting for 
the front row, but given his preparation, you know, and the same for Leclerc. I mean, that's just, yeah, Ferrari just bungled it again. I mean, it's going to be the story of this season for Ferrari, I think. And it's such a shame. I mean, I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, their strategy guys, I, I think they need to get rid of them. I don't know who it is. They need to get rid of someone there because someone is making the wrong fucking calls. Whoever that is, cause I think they've got to go. And I, I never like to be too negative with people like that because obviously it's a really hard job. And I was joking the other week that I, I said I could do it better, but I'm sure I couldn't. But they need a... Again, they seem to be just looking at the the stats and they don't seem to be looking up and looking out the window and seeing what's actually going on because anyone who was watching that could have told Ferrari, mate, Leclerc ain't got enough time. You've got to get him out again. Like he's not, he's going to get knocked out. Like even this, you know, layman's people like me watching it can tell that. So I don't know what is going on with them. It's just, um, I just, I just don't get it. It's, it's just incredible. Someone is dropping the ball consistently there. And whoever it is, I think they need to bring someone in that is, I don't know. I mean, Martin Brundle was talking about it after the, the qualifying session. He was saying he thinks they just need a an ex-racer as part of their strategy team who can sense and see these things about to happen because of their experience and you know the awareness that they have as a racer. And it seems like they haven't got someone like that. So, I mean, they've got to, I don't know who, who they bring in, but... Um, yeah, just it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but I mean, it's such a shame for Leclerc because, again, it just—I mean, maybe it's going to make it a bit more interesting to see how he can manage to come through the field. But I mean, he's probably going to get past the uh, the Alfa Romeos and maybe the Haas because they're Ferrari engines, and Alfa Romeo is kind of like a B team for Ferrari as is Haas. They're probably going to let him through, I reckon. They'll probably just go up to him and say, "Oh, he let him through." So that probably gets them up to P13 pretty pretty quickly in a sneaky way, I reckon. But after that, I mean, you've got Norris for McLaren, who isn't going to, he, he ain't going to fucking jump away out, out of the way. And Hulkenberg certainly isn't in the, in the Renault. And then, um, I mean, the next Ferrari driver is Magnussen in sixth, so he's not going to get anywhere near him. So he's not going to get any help from him. And I don't think Magnussen would help anyway. He'll tell him to go fuck himself. So, um, so... Yeah, shame, such a shame. But, I mean, if it rains, we can have something interesting going on at least, so that's going to be great. So, um, But, I, you know, if Hamilton's out front and it starts raining, that kind of plays into his hands a bit, and Verstappen could see him get past Bottas if it's raining because Verstappen in the wet is really, really good. Um, and I reckon Ricardo's really good in the wet as well, so that could help him out. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um, I'm probably going to watch the... <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to watch the race... Um, it depends. It's probably going to start about 11 p.m. here, which is a bit late for me. So I sometimes try and watch a bit of it before I go to bed and then go to bed and then wake up early and then watch it. But I'll probably wake up super early Monday and watch as much of it as I can and then finish watching it at work at lunchtime or something so I can come back and talk about it uh, Monday night. So that's when the, the next episode will be up. So... Um, <laughs> yeah so everyone enjoy the race if you're going to watch it drop me an email if you have any thoughts or um points you want to make and get in touch with me you can email me at podcast at harmonicwhiskeytales.com um and yeah cheers for tuning in and uh here's to an exciting race hopefully and uh we'll uh, chat to you all tomorrow thanks a lot cheers guys bye